Stanford Steve and the Bear is presented by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate's new lower auto rates. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Championship savings for the win. The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. First edition of the bowl season, the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, we're going to take it you set for the next seven days of bowls. Uh, but before we get started, I just want to mention, go back and listen to the SV pod this week. Scott and I got into it about getting up, caught up for the holidays. Candy corn versus candy canes. Scott's history lesson about how his soul patch became to be in the early 2000s and how it went away and who told him to get rid of it. Uh, very interesting story there. But listen and follow the SV Pod wherever you get your podcast and watch NBA Today, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on ESPN and the ESPN app, or listen to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Bear, happy Wednesday. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm yeah. It's been a it's been a hectic week, but it's uh nothing anybody out there needs to concern themselves with. Just family stuff and dealing with putting out fires. Gotcha. Uh, great to see you. And East, good, beautiful good East Rutherford. You. Good to see you outside, outside Giant Stadium in the Meadowlands. Now, great seeing all the people. Yeah. Um, Army Navy lived up to the hype as always. It just gets better every time I go. So um, that'll be a staple for me as long as I can make it happen. You had a stat. We talked about it last week. You said the bookkeeping wasn't done and you were going to update the bear mm-hmm. database before we get into these games. I just want to talk about waiting and waiting and waiting. And now we're here Wednesday morning. It is December 15th and I see what's going on with Nevada uh, and their bowl game and how their guys are opting out quarterback Carson strong, their star receivers out. Now the receivers transferring to Colorado state to follow Norvell strong's opting out. I would imagine because he's going to get ready for the NFL Um, But I've just like, I'm trying to give you picks and this is based off of what I have seen. Um, If you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. If you guys hit us up on Twitter at Stanford, Steve 82 at Chris Felica. Um, But I got a couple picks next for the next week. What we'll do is we'll take you up to that Missouri army game. uh, And then we'll have another pod next Wednesday. I I, I just say, wait, because you don't know, you know, even I've talked to a couple guys that are calling games and they don't know, you know, they're just watching everything going in and they don't know because they talk to their coaches. And then some of these teams haven't even traveled yet. So you also get information when the team travels because certain guys won't travel uh, because of the opt outs. But we love the underdogs in the bowl season. You had touched on last week. If you like an underdog, take it on the money line. Can you update your bookkeeping and math on that? Yeah, no, it, it basically goes back and, and I, I'm, I might try and take it back prior to 2008, because I think when I did it, I initially started it, I think in 2017 to get like a 10 year range. And I've just been going year by year. So I'm going to try and maybe go back before him. But since 2008, if you just isolate single digit dogs, they've covered at a 51% rate, which is minuscule. But if you look at the 206 that covered 159 or over 77%, won the game outright. And I think that comes down to basically of games with, with, with single digit spreads, 
39% of them were won by the underdog outright. Did you know? So that's probably a positive. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have the the actual money line on the game. And obviously there's a big difference in the money line between a, a point and a half underdog and an eight and a half point underdog. But, but I would think that that's a pretty positive return. Just if you flat bet every single underdog on the money line or a, a single digit ones on the, on the, on the, uh, on the money line, especially ones that, that you like, because that's a pretty powerful uh, number going back 12, 13 years now. Yeah, no doubt. And it's, it, it, the way you do it, uh, people that are new to it is it doesn't look great. It might not work out great, but when you do hit that one, you're catching money. And that's, that's the easy math that I could just let you know. I mean, you're, you're going to get, I mean, shoot the first day we got two 10 point favorites. Uh, so the money line on those, on those dogs are going to be pretty darn nice. You've had, you've had actually the last two years, you have not had a double digit dog win outright um you've had it's going back to 2008 you've had 62 uh double digit dogs and they're 33 and 29 against the number with 13 outright wins and the funny thing is i almost ran a set of numbers not including last year just because last year was so weird last year was kind of like a, an outlier for yeah a lot of reasons but the numbers uh in in this particular uh exercise proof to, to go along with the outlier. Like only six dogs went out right last year in 26 games. Oof. That is a low as a lower rate than what it was in, in the previous year. So there are a lot of reasons for that. So I'm, I'm expecting to, uh, to go back to what we saw t- uh, in 2019, 18 uh, and, and prior to that where underdogs really kind of rule the day. Very well. We get start started Friday with the Bahamas Bowl, Middle Tennessee plus ten against Toledo over under fifty and a half, and then that's at noon, and then at six o'clock on ESPN two, Northern Illinois plus ten and a half over under sixty three and a half against Coastal, uh, and that is the Kale Greeter Cure Bowl in Orlando. Anything on those early ones? I got I got I got nothing on uh, this next week. There were only three games that I saw. Okay, that I actually did like something. I'm. Uh, I will say this: with your no mm-hmm. double-digit dogs winning the last, however amount of games, years. yep. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be one that wins a game this year. I will say that. Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't disagree with that. And again, you don't want. I know everybody wants picks and and stuff. Yeah. But it's so hard to play these games not knowing. Like we were talking about before we before we started, like. Grayson McCauley's played the last couple of games. I'm, I'm sure he's going to play. And it kind of translates into all these quarterbacks opting out, like being told opt out. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Yeah. Who, 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 these quarterbacks are not – well, I'm not going to say not because someone's going to take them much higher. It's hmm. it's a super weak quarterback draft class. And if you're taking a quarterback and it was the top 10, 12, 15 pick, that's like that's like a fireable offense this year. I mean, none of these guys are are, are worthy of that. The hit rate it, taking a quarterback that high is so low to begin with. Like, like Matt Corral, God bless you, man, for going out and, and at least as of right now, saying you're playing. Yeah, uh, it's an opportunity for Ole Miss to win the Sugar Bowl, and uh, good for him for hanging in with his teammates and playing. Like, like, like Carson Strong, like where are you getting drafted? 
I mean, I understand he had, he's had some injuries in the past, uh-huh. so I get that he might he he's he's got a valid reason. But yeah, can he pick it? Like, why why wouldn't you play? And again, he hasn't said officially said he's not playing, yep. but it certainly sounds like that's the way it's going. And what this what these bowl games have basically turned into now is guess the opt out, try and get ahead of it, try and get information, get get what you think might be the best of the number and either either roll with that or potentially open if if you're right, open yourself up to a big fat middle. But that's that's why it's so hard to uh to to give picks on these games days ahead of time because you just don't know. Yep. Uh I will say if you mentioned McCall, uh I think Isaiah Likely's um, probably the top prospect on that coastal team, uh, the tight end. I would think he would be a game changer for me. If he plays, I probably I hate giving double digits in bowl games, uh, but out of all the favorites in this first slate, I would lean towards coastal. Uh, NIU's had a great year. I don't think the Mac has been what it's been in the years past. Um, I think coastal's defense is not what it was the year previous, but I still think they have the goods to, to shut down Nor- Northern Illinois' run game because that's what they want to do. And if Coastal were to build a lead uh, with that offense and, and how much we like that offense, I think that could be a tough slate. So and all if all the favorites, I would lean Coastal, but it's all it all depends on who plays. Saturday, it starts off 11 a.m. You mentioned one of the quarterbacks, you know, opting out and playing. It looks like Zappi's going to play for Good. Western Kentucky. And I actually yeah. think he has a ton to gain here. I, I, I just look at the how we are now, Barry, especially with the recency bias. Like a, a good tape and a good game in a bowl game for these quarterbacks, knowing how not talented they are, is going to help these guys. It's going to do better than anything else prior to possibly opting out and working on your 40 time for an extra three weeks. Yep. Uh, so give me, give me the game tape. I, I would lean Western Kentucky, but again, it's, it's just, I just think they're going to try and throw it all over. I know the offensive coordinator is, is not going to be there. He took uh, another job. So that, that worries me. Um, but I would lean Western Kentucky against app state uh, Western Kentucky's plus three uh, 67 and a half there. Anything for you on that one? Um, I, I would I would lean towards the over. I, I would yeah. think it'd be a pretty a pretty high scoring game. You, you, I know App, App State's defense is is pretty good, but but I, I mean it's it's a that's a full blown just Western Kentucky throwing the ball every down and yeah. And, and, and I would think their defense, as we saw in that Conference USA title game, uh, is certainly willing and able to give up a lot of long running plays. So. It's 67 and a half, I see, is the best number out there. Mm-hmm. And you hate to, to go root for points like that. But it, I, I would lean towards the uh, towards the over there if, if you're just looking for a lean. Yeah, and then the next one that day, uh, Saturday, 2.15 on ESPN, uh, UTEP plus 11 and a half. Uh, the over-under is 51 against Fresno State. Now, for Jake Hayner, he's been back. He said he was going with the board of Washington. Now he's coming back to Fresno. Yeah, not so fast, my friend. Michael Penick's going to uh, go to, with with the board for with, yeah. I mean, obviously they have a relationship from Indiana as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one, I don't know what I'm going to get with Fresno. Okay, but I feel like if all goes well, you're going to have everybody playing. And they're as talented mm-hmm. as there was in the Mountain West and had a couple weird losses after a couple huge wins. Uh, and UTEP, you get a team who has not played in a lot of bowl games. So I think UTEP is going to be fired up to play this game. I think that over is way low. 
at 51. So I think you're going to get a, a motivated team in UTEP against a team in Fresno who's more talented, obviously, as you can see with the point spread. And maybe it takes them a little bit to figure it out, but they could score as quick as anybody in the country. So I like the over 51 in the New Mexico Bowl Saturday at 215 on ESPN uh, between UTEP and Fresno, over 51 there. Yeah, I, I can I could get on board with 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 with, with that one that one as well. You would you would assume that if Hayner is playing, he's going to be fully invested in. Like you said, this team has put up points all year long on some 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 good teams. Mm-hmm. So I can certainly back you up on that. All right, three thirty Saturday, ABC UAB plus seven in Shreveport in the Independence Bowl over under fifty four and a half against BYU. I know BYU fans are not happy. Uh, with the ten and two season and playing in Shreveport, but I'm sorry, that's you'll get your better bowls when you go to the Big Twelve. Um, <laughs> but UAB is a team that lost that, uh, you know, second to last week or third to last week against UTSA to lose that side uh, conference USA. Um, do you like? I mean, Clark's been awesome against the spread. Uh, do you like the Blazers catching points? Yeah, if I had to play the game, I'd probably take them. Okay. Uh, yeah, you you want you wonder. This feels like one of those perfect money line situations. Mm-hmm. Like, how is BYU mentally for this game? Like, do they feel disappointed and slighted that they're not in a better matchup, a better bowl game? Sataki got the contract extension. Uh, this if they are, then this could be one of those games where they they do wind up blowing out UAB or winning by double digits. But at the same time, if they are disappointed, they are lethargic, closer travel for, for UAB. This feels like one of those UAB money line deals where you just take the Blazers uh, on, on the money line and hope for this. But again, that's probably winning doubt. I think the best way to attack these bowl games are if you're just looking to play them, you take the, take the underdog on the money line, and then you see a couple of drives because you're locking in a plus price. And then you see a couple of drives and you live bet. But you'll know in most instances early on which <laughs> <Yep>. teams are <laughs> into it, which teams aren't. And if, if BYU isn't into it, then you're like, okay, I'm in a pretty good position here with UAB. But at the same time, if BYU comes out and, and looks good, then you can always lay the uh, lay, lay the number live in game. So that, that, that's my – on all these games that I really have no – sense or no feel for that that would be my ultimate advice you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy let's do it later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. 5.45 ESPN Saturday, the Hancock-Whitney Stadium hosts the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Your factory of Eastern Michigan travels down to play Liberty. Uh, we got Liberty given 9.5, over under 58.5. You've been a big proponent of the factory. Uh, this is not going to be on the granite. They haven't been uh, good in bowl games. I think they're 1-4 all-time. 
in bowls. I will say, if there's going to be an upset, I could see how this one goes, knowing how bad Liberty has been in turning the ball over to end this season because it was pretty eye-opening. And this yeah, is where Willis is throwing 12 picks in the last eight games. There you go. It's it's 11 turnovers in their last three games, all losses, and they have 18 turnovers in their last eight games. Now, Eastern doesn't force a ton of takeaways, but it's 5-0 and when it comes up with two or more. So you have a team. Also, Liberty is among the, the nation's leaders in football, uh, college football and penalties and yards after getting flagged. And Eastern Michigan is number one in the nation in fewest penalties. So you kind of got that favorite that plays a little reckless style of ball against a, a, an underdog team who doesn't throw the ball down the field. Liberty does have some talent in that secondary, but if you think if Eastern Michigan can get that game plan to keep the ball away from Liberty, you got to like your chances with Eastern Michigan. No, I, I, I like Eastern Michigan in this game, and uh, especially getting nine and a half. And you mentioned the the bowl games. I mean, everything Chris Creighton's done basically everything there except win a bowl game. Mm. Uh, the three bowl games that they've been to, they lost by four, two, and four. As a big under double digit dog, a uh, field goal dog, and a five point dog. So, all close losses as an underdog. And you, you hit on uh, Liberty to end the season and, and the, those turnover numbers. It was against Ole Miss, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, and an Army. So, mm-hmm. certainly a decent competition. And no one's going to confuse uh, the Eagles defense with those teams. But at the same time, this is an Eastern Michigan offense that's right there statistically in terms of expected points added on the offensive side of the ball, like EMU 68th and Liberty 61st. At the very least, I would expect Eastern Michigan to score enough points to be right in this game with, with, with an opportunity to win. So I, I'm, I am uh, one of the three things that I actually do like and am okay. putting in the column and for the recap is uh, is Eastern Michigan plus the nine and a half. And they're plus 290 on the money line if you there you go. If you still choose, I, I have Eastern Michigan circled also, uh, so we're we'll be in on on that one. Saturday, seven thirty, ABC, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, presented by Stifle. Now this one is interesting to me because you don't have a lot of success on either side when it comes to bowl games. Okay, Blake Anderson, the head coach of Utah State, is one in four career as a head coach um, in in bowl games. And then on the other side, Oregon State, we know they play in the Pac-12. And since 2016, the Pac-12 is 8-22-1 against the spread in bowl games. That's the worst cover percentage among any FBS conference over that span. Now, six Pac-12 schools are an underdog. Oregon State is the only one that's a favorite. They're given seven. The the over-under is 67.5 against Utah State. I don't want anything to do with this game. That's disgusting. I like the game. Oh, I'm, uh, go! Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm playing Oregon State, and I'm laying the number. Uh, this this game feels almost like a kind of reward, kind of. I, I don't want to say afterthought for Utah State, but but I can see them after pulling that upset uh, against San Diego State, where the Aztecs had everybody uh, out with COVID. Uh, I, I can see them going LA and kind of treating this kind kind of like a, uh, a a vacation. Whereas on the flip side, you've got Oregon State with that good offensive line and that good running game. Comeback against Oregon came up 
just short, haven't won a bowl game since 2013. Like, like I can see them being totally into this and, and, and capping their season with a um, with, with, with the eight win eight wins for uh, for Oregon State this year would be considered a very successful season. So I actually do like uh, Oregon State laying the seven here. All right, take be careful with the old Pac-12 Conference of Champions. Maybe they could turn the worm. This year, well, um, you know, the, the interesting thing is, like, we had that narrative about the MAC as well go, going. To, yeah. The last couple of years, they've been very good against the number. Um, they that long drop, but the last couple of years, I think they're like, like, like six, two, and one or something like that against the number. So they, so they, they these these things do ultimately come back and regress a little bit to the mean, and just right. it just depends on where you get and when you get out. All right, so, uh, stop me when you hear something you like. Uh, Saturday night, nine fifteen, ESPN, Eastern. Louisiana minus five fifty five against Marshall. Curious uh, to see how this game goes. D- does it feel a little bit like maybe Utah State, like the, that conference championship win, home underdog against that? But like, doesn't that feel like their season kind of ended there? Yeah. Now Napier is gone. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. They did promote within uh, for the head coach, so he's going to you know he'll be coaching the bowl game. Marshall. I tried getting a read on that team all year and I, I could not get yeah, I one. So it's it a stay away uh, for me. Agree. Uh, so, and then we go Monday, uh, the 20th, 2.30 Eastern ESPN, Old Dominion plus nine and a half, over under 52 and a half against Tulsa in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. I got nothing. Sorry. You want to you wanna lay close to double digits with Tulsa? No, I, I've, I I've been on Tulsa quite a bit as an underdog this year, and and, and they've been very good. Like Old Old Dominion is a team that I didn't think was going to be doing much this year, and at the start of the year, it looked like I was going to be right. Yeah, as they as they were one and six, and uh, the only win was against Hampton, and then they darn blew up my my under win total on the year by by winning five in a row at the end of the year. But you you look at the wins, and you're mm-hmm. dealing with. Louisiana Tech, mm-hmm. FIU, FAU, mm-hmm. who is in quit mode, uh, an upset at Middle Tennessee, and, and then Charlotte. So at least they're peaking. And, and I think that uh, a young, uh, after not playing last year, I think an opportunity to go to a bowl game is, is a big deal. I, I, again, I could see myself by the time kickoff rolls around here, I could see myself taking uh, Old Dominion, maybe buying this up to 10 and taking a shot with the uh, the Monarchs on the money line. Just because I, I think Tulsa should win the game, but but again, you want to lay you want to lay nine nine and a half points with them? I don't know. No, I, I have <laughs> zero interest in doing that. The next one we have is Tuesday, I believe, the twenty first, three thirty ESPN. Kent State with Winhorst plus three fifty nine is the total against Wyoming in Boise for the Idaho Potato Bowl. Kent State obviously did not get it going in that MAC title game. Their defense is a problem. Uh, they allowed <laughs> 41 points or more six times this year. Uh, when Wyoming's gotten it right, they can run the ball like like nobody else. Right. Uh, I think it ran for over 360 in two of the last four games. Uh, so this is a total contrast of styles. Obviously, with Boise, you get weather involved. Um, you don't know how that passing game will go. I thought Kent State would be getting a little bit more, which that initially just scared me off the line. So I, I don't have anything here. 
So I, yeah, I, I will not, it, I will not it, be playing it, this it, one. It, it's a hard one for me, just knowing knowing the weather and it's a Kent State team that couldn't stop the run against Northern Illinois in that in that MAC championship game. So it, it, this is a this is a stay away. When you got when 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 you got mustard on one side and you got the uh, the golden flashes on the other side, I, I'm gonna yeah. This is this is a pass for me. If the I will say if the weather's okay, I could see myself going to going with the over. Mm-hmm. Uh, just knowing how Kent State can't stop anybody, and right. when they have their offense going, it's it, it's pretty legit with what they can do uh, with that spread and, and and getting the run game going, and obviously uh, getting good quarterback play. So that's a that's a wait and see for me. Also on the twenty first, seven thirty, ESPN, UT San Antonio minus two and a half, over under forty nine and a half against San Diego State in the Frisco Bowl. Uh, I mentioned Frisco; it's in Texas. I would imagine. The Roadrunner faithful will travel. It should be the closest to any out of these games, I would imagine, for a home game. I would imagine UAB travels to Shreveport, but we'll see about that. I I lean Roadrunners uh, in this game. I think it caps it off. I know we've been on them all year. Um, San Diego State uh, had that, you know, the issues with the flu or uh, whatever it was in that uh, Mountain West title game against Utah State. So I, I think the Roadrunners have plenty to play for here. Um, plenty of rumors surrounded their coach during the year that he was going to leave, but Coach Trailer stays, and um, I, I like the triangle of toughness there. Yeah, this one hurts for me, as, as you said, this has been one of our teams this year, but this is going to be by far the best defense that UTSA has faced this year. San Diego State is a top 20 team in terms of uh, expected points added on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, UTSA has faced it. Just I think it's one team in the top 40. The previous best was Middle Tennessee, mm-hmm. who was 32nd. And in that game, UTSA only had two offensive touchdowns. So I can really see San Diego State after having the health issues in that conference title game and getting blown out, the embarrassment of that, how that looked. I can see that defense coming out with a, a uh, with a, a really motivated effort Yep. And looking to start to slow down McCormick in that running game mm-hmm. uh, and, and deny UTSA. So I would, um, I would think, yeah, I would think the Aztecs are going to be pretty motivated here. And as much as it hurts, I think I'm going to have to take uh, San Diego State plus the points here. All right, that should be as good of a game as we're going to get. Two really good teams going at it in 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 uh, the Frisco Bowl. So that'll be that'll be one to keep our eye on. And then next Wednesday, the 22nd, 8 p.m. Eastern. The Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, Texas. This is usually one of those 11 a.m. or noon games, I thought. Yeah. Um, Missouri, plus three and a half, 58 against Army. Blind, I'm going to take the over. I, I I trust Coach Drinkwitz to get an offensive game plan together. We know that defense has been brutal against mm-hmm. the run this year. We know what Army wants to do. Um, we've seen Army in this game in years past. Give it to, who was it, Houston? Yep. Um they also won, I want to say, a close game. Um, well, they lost up, a close game against West Virginia as well. Okay. Army one year. And then um, I want to say they they won a, a game as an underdog in this in this one also. But uh, 58, I think both offenses are going. Bazelak has not had a year up to par, but I do think it, this is an opportunity where Missouri is going to have superior talent on the edges, and that Missouri offense will try and go at those advantages they have knowing they're going to have to keep up because they're not going to be able to stop army. So I would lean over in the armed forces bowl between these two teams. Yeah, that would be the way I would go. I prior to last week, I would, I would have been all over army 
but I just don't know how good their offense is. No. Like it, it might just be a thing where Missouri is not drilled in, in being able to, to defend that option. But uh, Army had a heck of a difficult time moving the ball against Navy uh, last weekend. And again, that could have been just because Navy is so familiar with what they're going to do. And, and it'll be different against a Missouri team that doesn't see this on a regular basis. But yeah, I, I would have been all in on Army uh, prior to last week. But, but what I saw on Saturday, I, I'm not I'm not so sure. So, again, I would um, I'd wait and see. But it, it feels like Missouri, if they want to score points, like they, they, they should be able to put up as many points as they want in this game. It's just going to depend on how many possessions uh, they get in the game. But, but 58, I agree with you, does feel a little low. Yeah, we will take a shot with a couple um, over-unders. Uh, I have a bonus question for you yes, sir. in regards to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every team in the AFC North is plus money to win the division right now. The Ravens are plus 150. The Browns are plus 190. The Bengals are plus 275. And the Steelers are plus 1,300. Assess. I've got, I'd have to look at the schedules. The Bengals play the toughest schedule. Well, that's good because I have a, I, I, I laid a big no price on a yes, no for the Bengals to make the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. So that um that was a, a massive. I was a little. If you, if you would have saw me sat, uh, Sunday afternoon watching the uh, the end of that game and, and watching the the Forty ers and all the short field goals, and then <laughs> literally I, I go to um, you know, uh, when you were up here, are you familiar with Ocho Cafe in West Hartford? I'm not really really good Mexican place. Okay, um, so I, we 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 ordered out on on, on Sunday, and uh, I go to pick up, uh, pick up the order and the red zone is on in there. And I'm, I'm, I got, I got the game on the radio and get there and 49ers give the ball back to the Bengals. And they, they, they show that NFL next gen win probability for the Bengals 12%. And I'm like, here we go. And then three, and then what three plays later, Burrow makes an awesome throw to chasing uh, overtime. Here we comes, but, uh, Thank goodness the uh, the Niners wound up getting that win because that was a, a massive swing. But what do you what do you do with the Browns now with all the uh, oh, uh, the, the COVID issues? Uh, I, I, are they going to be able to play this weekend? Like you look you look at the you look at the Ravens schedule. They got Packers Rams. Two they of all games. it's crazy. They all I mean the Ste- I was looking at taking a shot with the Steelers, but they have a gauntlet ahead of them. They got the Titans coming in this week. Then they got to go to Kansas city Browns and then at Baltimore. And then I was thinking about the Browns because I still like the defense a lot. I really do. And Um, they should still be you. I mean, Keenum is Keenum really a downgrade from Baker. uh, Not right now. No, No. I mean, yeah, you you give a loss against the Packers. That's fine. But, the Steelers' offense is terrible, and and the Bengals at home. Like, yeah, I might, I might, of, of of everything there, I would probably play the Browns. Yeah, that's that's the way I was leaning. But obviously, if, I mean, you just with the rosters, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, you might, even get for, better, you might even get a little better number now on the Browns. Yeah, with, no with doubt. Every, with everyone being out this week. Yeah, um, the Bengals, I think, have the t- uh, probably the Steelers, but the Bengals road is is pretty rough and they've they got to be kicking themselves for some of the losses they've had um they go, losing, losing to the jets is is bad yes is that what you're saying 
You got to win this week at Denver. L- but losing to the Bears is bad. It's bad. It's not great. Uh, the, the, the thing is, though, too, Steve, with that, like, like the Vikings game, they had no business winning. Correct. They stole a win there. So it does kind of even out a little bit. Yep. Um, the Packer game was nuts. But they go at Denver, home Ravens, home Chiefs at Browns. A lot of people love them this week in Denver. Oh, I do not. I, do yeah, not. I don't either. I don't mess and with it's Denver not just this because of that. Like they, yeah, I, I, I don't. It's, it feels, it feels like one. Of, it feels like one of these, one of those games where where the Bengals are going to be a massive, like public underdog. And oh, really? I, I, I might put the, I might put the uh, click that box next to uh, Denver in my uh, in my super contest <laughs> pool that I'm in. It's, it's not the real super contest or the gotcha the circuit millions. It's kind of one that. I'm in with a bunch of people, and right now I'm third. Like they do, you do it. It's you pick five games and you rank them five, four, three, two, one. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm 45 and 25 against the spread so far this year, and I'm third place. I'm four points out of first. Getting down to crunch time. Big Mike Happy Recap. All right, Bear. Big Mike Happy Recap. I'll go first here. I will take. The over in the New Mexico Bowl uh, between UTEP and Fresno, which is 51. We'll go over 51 there. I'll take Eastern Michigan plus nine and a half. I will take the over in the Armed Forces Bowl between Missouri and Army, which is 58. You, sir. I'm going to take Oregon State minus a seven against Utah State. San Diego State plus two and a half against UTSA. Eastern Michigan plus nine and a half against Liberty. And I almost kind of talked myself into Old Dominion. Okay. It might be it might be a late ad. We'll see. Two thirty p.m. on Sunday. All right. Is that, Monday. Is that Monday? Monday. Okay, well, I'll be home then. That's good. I was going to say, is that going to be a, a direct TV dish network? Uh, no. Atlanta to to Hartford or Providenciales to Atlanta uh. type situation. <laughs> Sitting there trying to trying to watch Tulsa ODU. Yeah. On the on the flight home, but I'll be home by then. Very good. If anything, uh, hit us up on Twitter, as I mentioned at the beginning. Also, our post will post, like, there'll be additions every day if we add a game on ESPN.com, uh, the chalk section. So you could check everything out there. There's plenty of stuff out there. Uh, the guys have done a good job. I'm sure you were involved in those uh, betting nuggets that are, are on uh, the website right now, which all information is between coaches, teams, conferences, all that good stuff to try and get you as much info as you can, because that's what it comes down to now at this type of year is just trying to get all that information possible. Keep your eyes out, especially when these teams get to the bowl sites and, and we have a better idea of uh, who's on the roster. So that'll do it for this week. Bear, travel safe on a little uh, vacay getaway, and uh, we'll talk yeah. to you next week. Looking for we going to see you in Miami? I will not be in Miami. I will be in Indianapolis. Excellent. We like so, to hear. Perfect. Very good. Take us away. Less you bet, more you lose when you win. You can listen to follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. <laughs> 